This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 35, Managing Uncertainty. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Hi there, my friend. Welcome to the show. As you can probably see, there are two episodes coming out on the same day. One about investments opportunities. That was a show that was pre-planned to come out on this day. And then one I'm recording here on the fly. In fact, it is Sunday morning, 10, 10 a.m. exactly as I'm saying this. And this episode is going out in less than 24 hours. And it's important I release this episode at this time, even though it's on the fly and it's not going to be fancily edited like my other ones with my editor, um, because we are in a time of high anxiety for a lot of us due to the coronavirus. And really shit is hitting the fan, is it not, for a lot of people. And even those of us who are managing our minds, we are still under some stress. I even reached out to my community about a day ago and I said, okay, What are you feeling? Tell me what your anxieties are. I'm going to record this episode to help you out. Tell me what are your fears. And some of the fears out there are legitimate, of course, but they are things that we can easily be managing with just a couple of quick tips because otherwise those little bitty fears are going to turn into big fears. And then all of a sudden we feel like crap and we're highly anxious and We are down a pathway we don't want to be in our lives and feeling the way we don't want to feel. Not to sound doom and gloom here, but it's very important we're managing our minds and our emotions during this time because if we're doing that, we can actually see this is a huge, huge opportunity for us to maximize this opportunity. And I'm not necessarily saying in a way where we're going to take advantage of anybody, but where we're going to be able to up-level our lives in so many different ways. So I have a lot I want to cover with you today, and let's go ahead and jump into it. First, we're going to talk about how we're going to manage our emotions, because if you can't manage your emotions well, maximizing the opportunity of this is just not going to happen for you, my friend, okay? So this is one that I really want you to listen to step-by-step on this podcast, maybe even pull out a pen and paper and take some notes because what I'm going to give you here is liquid gold, okay? So the first thing on managing your emotions is focus on what we call in the psychology world as your locus of control, meaning focus on the things that you can control, which really is focusing on yourself. That's really all you can control. You can't control other people. You can't control what happens in our society. You can't control if you get sick or not. Of course, you can help manage that, right, by your exposure and doing certain hygiene habits. You can't really control if a loved one gets 
sick or not. You can control per se a lot of your financial situation and how you're financially impacted by this, but you can control yourself and you can control your decisions. And that's where I want you to focus. So anytime, first off, when you're starting to feel any kind of anxiety, think, is this something that I can control? And this is something that really sunk in for me when I went through my divorce, gosh, whatever, seven years ago, I was at a place where I had no job, I had no income coming in, and I was spending thousands of dollars on a credit card for a divorce. And not to mention exposing his double life and all that. I was under such high stress that I had to figure out something to manage my stress because I was a walking anxiety attack. I really think you haven't lived in life until you are on all fours on the floor, shaking uncontrollably. Because at that moment, I thought, holy moly, what am I going to do? Because I've got to pull myself out of this huge state of anxiety. And that went back to, Lindsay, what can you control? All you can do is take deep breaths in this moment, get yourself through it take deep breaths. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. That was what I just kept telling myself. Everything's going to be okay. And then when I could pull myself off the floor saying, okay, I can lay down for a while. I can, I can take deep breaths. Again, you can control your breath. Breath is such an easy way to bring yourself back to your body of just five seconds in, four or five seconds out then doing it again. Breathing in and breathing out, coming back to yourself. Okay. And then just thinking one step at a time. Okay. I can lay in bed. Now I can pull myself up and step one foot in front of the other. Then I can get myself to the courthouse and this is what I'm asking for and boom. And then just really, again, focusing on yourself. Okay. So anytime you're getting to that place of thinking about something outside yourself of, oh, how is this financial impact going to impact our society? Because I get there too, my friend. I get there. I'm seeing, you know, my husband is a wealth manager, otherwise known as a financial advisor. And, you know, I'm all in that financial world. And I'm thinking about, man, what is this going to do to our tourism industry? What is this going to do with small businesses? Blah, 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 blah. What is this going to do with our own finances? I mean, at this point, we've lost, you know, multiple six figures, my friend. So we're in this boat too with you with the financial stuff. So I'm just letting you know, go back to that locus of control, no matter what of I can control myself. I can control how I show up. This is something I'm highly teaching my clients of focus in on yourself and let go of attachment to everything else. And with that said, this is a time if you're a spiritual person, when your spiritual life can come alive. It came alive for me during my divorce and it's coming alive for me even more so now during these times of uncertainty of trusting in something bigger, knowing I can only do my best. And at this point, my best is showing up for my clients or my audience like you are being there for my children because now my children are at home 24-7, being there for my husband because my husband is going through a lot with all the stock changes in his world and figuring out who else can we help while we're at home and doing these things and all that sort and then kind of leaving the rest to a bigger power of, okay, I just trust that everything will work out the way we should. We can't see everything in the future right now, but I really am a big believer that everything happens for a reason and everything is happening in our best interest. That may not be a belief that you have, but it's a big belief that I have. And it really helps me kind of calm the anxiety to just let all my 
my anxieties out in prayer or on paper, this is a great time for you to start picking up a pen and paper and journaling. And the easiest way to start to journal is just writing I feel statements. So go and Google like a feelings chart and look at what all the feelings are. Many times we don't know what feelings feel like in our bodies. But when we look at that chart, we can say, oh, I feel anxious or I feel distressed or I feel, you know, sad or I feel whatever. And then just writing out and dumping all that on paper. So I feel anxious because you know, blah, 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 let that go. And then go to the next feeling until you feel like you've gotten all of it out. And then going, I feel mad because da, 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 right? And just letting that stuff out again in prayer, on paper or both is going to help you so very much calm that anxiety. It does not help to worry or be anxious. I saw a quote once and I loved it that said, there are people who you know, they don't wish or they don't ever say, man, I wish I worried about that more. I'm so glad I worried about that. No, (laughs) never. It's not helpful to worry or be anxious about things. Now, it's our natural human brain to want to do those things. It's always trying to keep us safe, right? And so that's where we can be bigger than our brains. And we can thank our brain and say, thank you so much for showing that threat to me. But, you know, I'm actually going to choose something different. So, for example, this is how I'm doing it in my own life of, okay, Lindsay, you're probably not going to have as much money this year as you thought, not only from your husband, but probably from your own business. How are you going to handle that? And then I just take a deep breath and I just say, I can just show up and be my best self today. Whatever happens, I trust in something bigger. I trust everything's happening in our best interest. And I let it go. Okay, now I've been doing this kind of stuff for years. You may think, well, that's really easy for you, Lindsay. And that's because I've done this for a while. For you, if you are not awakened to your mind yet and not awakened to doing habits like this yet, it's going to be harder for you. It's so funny because I've kind of checked in with different various clients over the past few days and the clients that I've worked with years ago who I've checked in with, they are calm as a cucumber. They're like, oh yeah, my husband and I were saying this is a great thing, you know, or my other client is like, man, people are losing their crap and I'm just kind of sitting here watching it. And I'm thinking, good, I have done good in the world (laughs) because they are so calm My clients who I've finished with in 2019, they're kind of like pretty calm, but some of them are like have some fears and I kind of just can see the progression of doing these kinds of habits and ways of thinking how the progression happens year after year. So it's really fun for me to see that. So in saying that this stuff works, okay, this stuff works again, focus on your locus of control, write out those feelings, believe in something bigger, keep that internal because here's the other thing I wanted to say here. I reach out to my community. Um, You can join my community too. It's a free online platform and we actually are on our own app. We're not on Facebook or anything. Just go to Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash community. I always am reaching out to them um, for different podcast things and we're just sharing different things in there. So I ask them, you know, what is it that you're fearing right now? And all their fears are legitimate. It's like, you know, am I going to lose financially things? Is a loved one going to get sick? Um, How is this going to impact me being able to buy certain things? Because what if everything's sold out and I'm not able to get the things that I need? Um, How is this going to impact my neighbors who are single parents or have to go to work, right? Again, all legitimate fears, all completely legitimate fears. But those are things, again, where we have to really manage our minds through that and think, what can I control? 
I can only control myself. I believe in something bigger. And if you don't believe in something bigger, I really encourage you to think what could be some sort of spiritual practice for you if it's not believing in a higher power. Because I have clients that are atheists. And so it's just thinking, okay, I believe in myself or I believe in the good of humanity. I don't know, whatever works for you there. But it is a really great way to allow yourself to be present. And um, some people think it's, it's irresponsible or stupid even to not have anxiety and worry. But I will tell you, uh, being on the other side of that, it's just, it doesn't help. And I know when I went through my divorce, you know, as I said, I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills. I didn't know all these things that were going on and everything worked out in my favor, if not better. So if you're in a place too, where you are just, um, triggered constantly by different things. We'll kind of get to that in a minute of what to do with that. But as of right now, just manage that anxiety. Really think about what can I control here, write out or pray out those feelings and shift to something bigger, my friend. All right. So the second thing I want to talk about is in in managing your emotions is be intentional with what you're feeding yourself. I saw a study yesterday. I forget who did it, but they are finding that millennial women are the ones that are most stressed right now throughout this crisis. And it's a combination of two things. First off, they just don't have as many life experiences through big kind of, you know, national or international um, traumas. I don't know what you want to call it, emergencies. And the second thing is they are consuming a crap load of social media. And you probably know this, but please limit your consumption. Be very intentional about when you're going to get on social media or when you're going to watch the news. And I encourage you not to do it right when you wake up or right before you go to bed. Maybe do it midday, do a midday check-in, call it a day, you know, wrap your fingers of it. And what I, what I say, wrap your fingers of it, snap your fingers or wipe your hands clean of it and move on. Okay. So just go in there, check and get out because that's just, that's just silly. My friends, millennial women, the most stressed right now. And I know we have a lot on our plates. A lot of us are moms. We're managing kids. We're managing how we're going to, you know, have kids at home and manage our work. Um, if you don't have kids right now, man, you are on a great boat. I think, um, of course you're, you might come be screaming at the podcast otherwise, but, um, if you're not commuting every day and you have so much more time now, oh my goodness, what, what is, so many things are opening for you. Now, of course you may have other things on your mind, like financial things and things of that sort, but deep breaths, my friend, cut out that social media, be very, very intentional about your time. Um, the other thing is sensitive souls right now are going to feel the consciousness of around us of, of everyone. Right. Um, and so you may know your sensitive soul. You've worked with me. So you have strengths high on the Clifton strengths assessment, like empathy or harmony or connectedness. Um, those are kind of the ones that usually designate that someone's a more sensitive being. And so it's really hard sometimes for us, and I'm considering myself one of those to really manage, am I feeling stressed because of me or I'm feeling stressed because of everybody else? So yesterday I experienced this firsthand. I had to go to the grocery store. I have not been in a grocery store in over a year. I usually just do curbside pickup. I couldn't do it yesterday because I knew the grocery stores were picked over. So I just knew I had to go in and kind of get what I could get. And the reason I didn't have groceries is we were actually supposed to be out of town and that trip got canceled, which is another story I may get to later. 
But go to the grocery store, and granted, it wasn't as bad as I thought, but the energy in that room was so stressed and so much anxiety. I came home, I was exhausted the entire day yesterday, thinking I was almost even sick because I could just feel the anxiety of everyone around me. And I really had to think, is this my crap or is this their crap? And, it, and I really didn't really get a handle on it until this morning when I woke up and I just felt so much better. And I thought, whoa, that was just me kind of soaking in everybody else's stuff. So again, it's really important what you're consuming at this point. Now, I know for some of you, you're on the front lines, you're in retail, or you're in the medical profession, or, you know, like my husband, he's a financial person. So he is feeling it big time right now with all the stock changes. And so he's really on the front line there. And so there's a lot of, of things that you have to consume that maybe you don't want to be consuming. But for those of us who aren't on the front lines per se, manage your energy. We need you. We need you to be your best self so we can help the others that are on the front lines. Even just giving them energy through prayer or for through intention. I know that sounds kind of woo-woo to some of you, but it's it helps so much. It does not help of all of us being drained in an anxiety-provoking state at this point. Okay, sometimes I think people think that of, well, because somebody else is suffering, then I need to be suffering too. No, you actually need to be stronger right now for the people who are, quote-unquote, suffering so we can help them out even if it's just with your energy and way of being. I can't tell you how many times I've been around somebody's energy and it has healed me in a certain way. And if they came into that space with me and was the same energy I was, I would have never received that sort of healing. And it's just little bitty things. Like I can give you an example of when I was getting married, I was just feeling really, um, I want to say uncomfortable maybe, or just uneasy with the whole wedding process and kind of celebrating myself. I was breaking a lot of barriers in my family by doing that. And we had an amazing photographer who, when we went and had our engagement photos made, she just made the event so beautiful for us and made me celebrate it and show love for my husband, well, then my fiance in a way that... I needed her to be that in that moment so I could start to accept the blessing of where I was going. If she had shown up in that moment and just met my energy as it was, which was of feeling uncomfortable and uneasy and wanting to kind of shy away from the celebratory moment, I wouldn't have grown. But I grew so much from that moment. And she has no idea how much she impacted me because that was really me starting on a journey of loving and celebrating my life instead of shying away from it. So just give me an example there, my friend. It is so important for you to manage your energy, manage what you're consuming, and then to going back to what I said earlier, locus of control, okay? Let's talk about two more things that you can be doing right now to manage your emotions. The next is practicing healthy habits and self-care, okay? This is a time when your practice of emotional health, physical health, all the above, really spiritual health, financial health, everything can grow tremendously. Okay. This is an opportunity to step up to the plate. Your mind in essence is showing you right now, Hey, these are the things that I need healing. These are the areas of life that maybe need simplifying with your finances or whatever. So the way you can start to do this is just doing really small 21-day habits. I actually have two client groups right now doing 21-day habits, and we start, agreed to start doing these last week before kind of shit hit the fan with everything shutting down and stuff. And then when we started, I thought, man, is this a good time? Because, you know, so much change is going on. 
And I thought, no, this is a perfect time. This is ideal for them because they're going to come out of the situation so much stronger and probably get even closer to their goals and their dreams and way of being they want to be because they've been able to step up in the situation because of these habits. So I really encourage you to do the same. Really make sure that you are taking care of yourself, especially if you're in a place where, like I mentioned earlier, where you're taking care of kids and having to manage work. It is so vital for you to have self-care. And um, it is so vital for you to kind of step up to the plate in regards to managing your mind, managing your body and all those things so you can really start to thrive out of the situation. So things you can start to do that are really simple is just taking, you know, maybe 30 minutes to yourself a day, really starting to look at how you can change your budget if you're worried about your finances during this time and yet you're not keeping up with the budget. Maybe this is the time you get a software like you need a budget or mint.com and really starting to sit down and look at those things so you can manage your mind better and manage those anxieties because if you're keeping up with a budget, you know, your mind's not going to go there anymore. You're going to have the logical information to kind of um, be on top of that, right? Same with if you're really worried about your health, but yet you haven't been taking care of your health. This is a time you can start to step up. Maybe you start drinking a little bit more water. Maybe you practice better hygiene habits. Maybe you start working out a little bit more at home or whatever it is. For your anxiety, you can start to manage your anxiety more. If you're feeling really anxious, maybe you start to journal every day. Maybe you just start to say a mantra of, I trust the universe, or I trust God, or, you know, I'm at peace, everything is well in my world, things of that sort. This is, again, a really great time for you to start to see how you can up-level based off where you're feeling anxious, okay? I hope that makes sense because I really want you to soak that one in. This, if, I, if you were on a client call with me, we would start the call of how are you feeling, what's going on, we'd go into the depth of all that, really start to understand why you're feeling the emotions you are, and then we'd likely end the call with some action steps. And a lot of times those action steps are just starting little bitty 21-day habits, so that you can start to make little changes that will create really big results. So a couple more things I just wanna say there about those 21 day habits is you want them to be small and manageable so that you can do them at least 21 straight days. It's really important you do them 21 straight days. So if somebody's coming to me and saying, Lindsay, I'm really anxious about money and it comes out that really they just need to keep a budget, I would say, what would be a 21-day habit there? And maybe something we came up with would be, okay, just 10 minutes a day, I'm going to start working on my budget for the next 21 days. I'm going to start, you know, figuring out mint.com or whatever it is. And so at the end of these 21 days, I will have everything kind of figured out. Really great manageable step, right? It's not that they're going to do all of mint.com in one day. They're going to figure out the whole thing in one day. They're just going to take little bitty steps, but they're going to be consistent toward that for 21 days. Okay, making sense? Hope so. So that's the next way that you can kind of manage your emotions during this time. The last thing I want to touch on of a way to manage your emotions is to set really strong boundaries. I know for some of you when I say, oh, be sure to take self-care, be sure you're doing these habits, and you're like, man, I already have too much on my plate, Lindsay. Well, that goes back to boundaries. You know, as I mentioned, my kids are home for at least the next two weeks, and I have my own business, (laughs) so, and my husband is and his own little tornado over there of what he's got going on. And I was really stressed on Thursday when I realized I was going to have my kids because I've also invested in my business and I just have some um, to-dos to do with that that can't go on the wayside because the bills will just keep coming. And so 
um, I just had to sit down and say, okay, what can I do during this time to make sure that I'm attending to my kids the way they need to be attended to and still getting my, my work done? And that came back to boundaries. And I had to have some really uh, uncomfortable conversations with my husband and with my kids of here's what will be tolerated and here's what won't be tolerated. Here's what I need every day. Here's the things that will happen if, you know, these certain boundaries are crossed. And I did it in a loving and a kind way, but I had to make it very clear of, you know, every day mommy needs this time to herself or to my husband. Hey, I need to be working on the weekends and these are the nights that I need to be working and I need your support with that. And it's amazing to me because setting boundaries in that way in a very clear, direct, yet loving way is really quite simple, yet so many people struggle with it. They think they're going to be a bitch. They just don't know how to word it. They don't even know what boundaries they need to be setting. If we all knew how to set boundaries and have then the courage to go and set those boundaries, life would be so much easier. But yet so many women struggle with this and I'm raising my hand. I used to be there. But really sit down and think, and this is a a question I ask my clients a lot, what would be your ideal situation? So I asked myself this, you know, after I realized I was going to have my kids. Okay, my ideal situation is we wake up at this and this is what gets done here and da, 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 da. Now, of course, it's not going to be perfect. Of course, we're going to have gray areas. Um, I'm not going to run things like a drill sergeant, but then I have a plan I can work off of. And when things start to go a little too gray, a little too off the plan, I can pull us back and say, hey. Remember what we talked about? We're coming back to the plan, okay? So really think about what you want your ideal situation to be during this time and have the conversations with those people to make sure it happens for you. Of Maybe you need to reach out to certain people for help or maybe you need to have a conversation with your partner. I can't tell you how many women are freaking badasses at work, yet when I'm talking to them, be it a consult call or something else, they have, they struggle with approaching their husband on things. It's like, woo, we, we've got to get you, uh, finding the courage there too. And again, it can be in such a loving and firm way. And men actually really appreciate women or people in general who are direct. That's one thing I think women really struggle with is, you know, we have these tendencies to kind of hold stuff in and then we gossip and then it comes out and we kind of blow up at people. Man, if we were just clear and direct about things, it would solve so many problems and it will solve your own anxiety problems too. So again, really think about what you're wanting throughout this this time of uncertainty. Again, this goes back to locus of control. What can you control here? You can control how people treat you and what you're kind of um, going to put up with and not put up with and kind of a general schedule of what you're going to work through. Make sense? Hope so. Okay, so those are the big things about how to manage your emotions during this time. As I said, focus on locus of control. Be intentional about what you're feeding yourself in all the areas of your life but especially with the social media stuff. Practice healthy habits and self-care with those 21-day focus habits, those little bitty small habits I mentioned, and set strong boundaries. And this is really a time too, I must say, let me say one more thing about the boundaries, when decision-making can come alive, okay? So for example, um, my kids' schools, as I said, are shut down. I already got a couple of text messages from moms that are saying, play day, do you wanna have a play day? And I'm thinking, no, I don't want to have a play date. That's why the schools are shut down, is that we don't want to see each other. So I had to have those difficult conversations of as much as I'd love to say yes right now, I'm just keeping my kids home. And some of them did not reply to me. They were not happy about it. And some of the other moms actually went in directly and said, some of you that are getting together, I really encourage you not to. Um, so it, 
it, it is. It's a time when we really just have to trust ourselves, go with what we want, um, and make those decisions. Like I have a client that said, oh, I don't know if I should go see my father right now. He's at risk. Well, think about it. If you're going to see your father and you could be potentially with the virus, because 80% of people they're showing right now have the virus, but yet they don't show symptoms of it. Is that something you really want on your mind if you go over there and you infect him potentially? For me, it would be a no. So for you, really think through your decisions. Start to learn to trust your body more of making decisions. All right. So many women, they just struggle with making decisions. Just just go ask yourself, go play out different scenarios in your head. Like for me, if I'm playing out the play date situation, how am I going to feel if we go have a play date with this person? Well, I'm going to probably feel really anxious because then I'm going to think, well, who have they been around? And now I'm going to have to watch my kids even longer because, you know, they have their own incubation period. And I'm just like, no, I'm not going to go there. I feel much more calm if we're just at home. Make sense? Hope so. All right. So let's talk real quickly because I know this episode's getting a little long, but let's talk about how to maximize the opportunities of this time. And if you're managing your emotions, you can really start to maximize the opportunities of this. Now, the first way is, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but this is a time when your mind reveals itself to you. So this is when you can kind of see what's been lingering behind the scenes, in essence, in your sub or unconscious mind. So I'll give you an example in my own life is, as I've mentioned, Thursday was kind of the day everything kind of came to a head for many of us. School shut down, major sporting events started to shut down, things of that sort. Travel was banned, I think, Wednesday night and all that. So I'm starting to just feel this anxiety. And then um, Friday, it's kind of subsiding of, okay, I have a schedule in place. I've got some boundaries going on. I think everything's going to be okay, but I still have this anxiety and I couldn't put my finger on it. And I just sat there with, and I thought, what is this about? Like, where is this coming from? And my mind just started to show me flashbacks of, gosh, I don't remember what year this was, 98, 99, maybe. Um, It was the year Columbine happened. And um, my school, I went to Allen High School, and we were getting some bomb threats, and we ended up shutting down the year. So one day I just walk up. I think it was like early May and we had a couple more weeks of school left. And my parents said, well, you're not going to school anymore. And I said, what? And they're like, they've canceled the rest of the school year because they've been getting bomb threats and they just don't want to take a risk. And it became national news. It was like a really big deal. Um, And then the next year when we went back to school, we had to go through metal detectors and just have clear backpacks. And again, it was a really big deal nationally. There were all these cameras there from the news and I really didn't think that moment affected me in that way, but I realize now that I don't like guns. I, in fact, even have what I now know, I didn't know this before, but a fear of guns. And I think that goes back to that moment. And that moment, I was just this kind of snotty teenager and I kind of blew it off of like, whoa, these people are so lame. I don't know why they're doing that. But deep down, it impacted me. And I feel like I'm getting re-triggered by a lot of that during this time of, again, kind of this uneasy trauma state, right? Um, So for me, I'm like, wow, I need some healing around that. Thank you so much, brain, because I didn't even realize that was something that I had been kind of fearing deep down inside of me. And so for you, it can be the same thing when you're feeling anxiety about something. So say if you're feeling a lot of anxiety about money, 
well, maybe there was a time in your past when you didn't have money or you really lost money and that, you know, the impact of that. And that is showing you where you can get some healing around that. So this is something I'm offering my clients. And because otherwise it's, it's a, it's a multiple step process. I can't just say, Hey, do X, Y, Z and you'll be healed. It takes, you know, a couple weeks for us to kind of dig in deep and then kind of teach you the process of how to heal that. So if you're really at a place where you know you need healing now at this point, you know, take my free coaching assessment. You can find it at lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash assessment. And we can start to explore us working together. But again, this is a time where you can really, really start to come alive and start to um, heal that stuff from your past. Because so many people just stuff it down and think, "Ah, I'm done. It's over with. I've moved on. But then it's re-triggered due to times like this. All right. The second thing that you can maximize as an opportunity here is trust in something bigger. And I mentioned this earlier, but I'm going to mention it again. This is when your spiritual life can thrive and come alive and you can realize, hey, there is something out there that is working in our favor. We can't always see what this end result's going to be. But, you know, like I mentioned with my divorce, I didn't know what the end result was going to be, but I got what I wanted and more. I'm so glad I had that opportunity to go through that. And now I can always have that trust in something bigger that it's working in our favors. So, um, Hopefully you can find that too. And if you're having a hard time finding that, be it if it's, you know, God or the universe, or even just if you're atheist, something bigger in yourself or in humanity, then again, that shows that there's some healing done. You know, I mentioned this kind of belief one time to somebody I worked with when I worked in a corporate environment and she had um, lost a child and she had had a stillborn baby. And I had just said, you know, everything happens for a reason. And she turned to me and she said, how dare you? Are you saying that my baby died? You know, and there was a reason to that. And I just kind of, I didn't have the courage at the time to kind of go back on it. Um, But those kind of reactions to me show that healing needs to be done. Okay. Now, another way you can maximize your opportunity here is you can learn to live with less. You can learn to simplify keep going back to it, but when I was going through my divorce and I didn't have really any money and I was just racking up this credit card debt, thinking that I'm probably going to hit bankruptcy at some point, um, I really lived on so little things. And even after the divorce, when I had money and then I was just a, working part-time and I was living on, gosh, I think it was like $2,700 a month, which to some of you maybe more than enough. And others are like, holy crap, how'd you do that? Um, but to me, it was like really living tight because my mortgage at the time, I think was 1300. So about half of that money was going to my mortgage. Um, and I live, I was so happy. It was one of the times in my life I was the absolute happiest. And I was even investing in coaching at that time. And, um, I just, I I almost missed that time in my life to be honest, because it was just so simple. And so for you, you know, if you're really worrying about money, where can you cut? You really need just a very few things in your life to really get by, to be honest. Really, we just need food and maybe a roof over our head. Maybe. I even think sometimes I'm like, I could live in a tent. I could be totally cool living in a tent. (laughs) Totally cool. Like, just feed me every so once in a while and give me the tools to manage my mind through it. Otherwise, I'm golden. All right. So think about that for you. This is a time when you can really cut things out and cut out unnecessary things that need to go. And the last way that you can kind of maximize this opportunity is 
really seeing this as a huge up-level time and really just believing that of, hey, how can I make this one of the best things that's ever happened to me? I know I keep talking about it, but this is a belief that I had during my divorce of how can I really look back at this time and say this was the time when I just came alive. And I've talked about this in other episodes, but I was also really mad during that time at my ex. And I thought the best revenge is success. So I'm going to make this like, I'm going to become so successful out of this. And um, I did, you know, and so you can think of that too, of how am I going to really thrive through this period? And just having that belief alone will help you create it. It sounds weird, I know, for some of you who haven't worked with me, but it's crazy what we program into our mind and we really start to believe it, what comes true for us. If we're thinking, man, this is doom and gloom, we're screwed, blah, 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 then that's likely what's going to come of it. You know, like, um, as I mentioned many times throughout this episode, my husband's a financial advisor, right? And so, You know, I've heard him on the phone, my God, so many hours talking to so many clients. And most clients are really cool about the stock changing. They've been trained for my husband's company of, hey, this is going to be fine. We're going to come out of this. Actually, we're going to come out better out of this because of their financial strategy. But one client of my husband's was just losing it last week. And I was just happened to be in the car with him while he was kind of talking this client off the ledge. And it's just like, oh, I'm going to be financially ruined and da, 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 da. And he's like, well, I think I'm just going to pull out. My husband's like, do not pull out. You, you know, and like really talking him down from that. He's like, if you want to pull out later when the stocks recover, totally fine. I get it. But do not pull out right now because it's going to create financial ruin. And I just thought, how interesting is he thinks he's going to be financially ruined. And so he's, in essence, going to create that for himself by having his anxiety take over and having his belief system take over to create that, right? So many times, that's what we're doing, my friend. If we think, you know, we're going to be financially ruined or we're going to just, you know, be eaten alive during this time. Because I even, I realized when I was going into this situation, I thought, oh my God, this is going to be so hard. I don't even know how I'm going to make it through it. And then I caught myself about a day later and said, no, I'm not going to believe that. I'm not going to believe that this is going to be hard. I'm not going to believe that this is going to be draining. I'm going to change my thought on this. And my thought is going to be, this is going to be an amazing time to spend with my family. It's going to be an amazing time to get closer to my husband, which is something I've, that's on my goal list. This is going to be an amazing time to serve my clients and my audience, regardless of how much I make. I don't really care. I'm going to serve them in a way. I'm going to show them how to manage your mind through this time. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. Is it going to be stressful at times? Possibly. Is it going to be uncomfortable at times? Probably. But it's going to be great. And I'm going to make this this situation something that I'm going to look back on and say, wow, look at how much I up-leveled from it. And I hope you take that opportunity too. Okay, so a lot I threw at you today. Thank you so much for tuning into this. I'm sending you so many loves and so many prayers as you get through this time. Feel free to reach out to me via email or in my community. Again, it's lindsayepreston.com forward slash community to join. But otherwise, I'll see you back probably next week on the podcast for sure, if not sooner. So I'll see you then. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Become an Unstoppable Woman. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you get new episodes every Monday. 
And I'd love it if you left a review for the show too, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you want even more from the show, come join the conversation online in my community. Each week we break down the episode and you have a private space to ask your questions. To join, go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash community. And if you feel like you're really ready to change your life, let's work together in my coaching programs. I have a free assessment that's the first step to seeing if we're a good fit. Just go to lindsayepreston.com forward slash assessment to take it now. Thanks again for tuning into the show today. I'm so grateful you're here and I'll see you next time. But until we meet again, remember my friend, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.